0: From 90.3 RLC-WVPH-FM-Piscataway, it's The Core News for the week of Monday, February 7th. And you just heard a special program on The Core. It was a live performance by local band Mirrors and Wires, which is why The Core News is at a slightly different time this week, but you can expect it back at its usual 7 p.m. time slot next Monday. Today, Amy Bronstein was not able to make it into the studio to deliver her war update herself, so I'll be bringing that to you, fresh from Amy's desk. This week in Iraq, former Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld, in his memoir, Known and Unknown, defended his decisions and wordplay, such as Known Unknowns, which he used to convince the American public that Iraq had WMDs and should be invaded. Friday, February 4th, following weeks of unrest across the Middle East and North Africa, Nouri al-Maliki, Iraq's prime minister, said he would be cutting his salary in half. Then on Saturday, February 5th, al-Maliki announced he would not seek re-election after his hard-won second term ends in 2014. Government officials deny that the moves were in response to similar actions taken in Yemen and Jordan, which were widely seen as attempts to head off rising anger and Egypt-style protests in the Arab world, at unresponsive and corrupt governments. Instead, Sangh al-Maliki was keeping a campaign promise to implement, long, to implement term limits. Sunday, February 6th, Iraqis in Baghdad, Mosul, Ramadi, and Basra protested for better utilities and job security. Sewage treatment has been lacking, and the protesters complained of preventable diseases afflicting their children and families. Most Iraqis have access to electricity for only a few hours out of the day, making food refrigeration impossible. On the Pakistani warfront, on January 28th, Raymond Davis, an employee at the U.S. Consulate in Lahore, was charged with murder in the shooting deaths of two motorcyclists. Another person was run over and killed by a colleague Mr. Davis had called for help. Mr. Davis, who the BBC reports does not have diplomatic immunity and was not legally cleared for carrying a firearm, said the two men were robbers carjacking him at gunpoint, and the shooting was in self-defense. However, witnesses said that Mr. Davis had rushed from his car, gun drawn, and attempted to flee the scene after the shooting, but was detained by traffic wardens who turned Mr. Davis over to Pakistani authorities. Mr. Davis's fate depends on whether diplomatic immunity could apply to him as a consular employee, and the U.S. has already called for his release on diplomatic grounds. However, Americans have been facing pressure to better address civilian casualties in the countries where the U.S. military operates, and the Pakistani government has placed Mr. Davis on an exit control list in an attempt to prevent his fleeing from justice. One of the slain men, Muhammad Fahim, left behind a widow who died on February 7th, a day after taking a lethal dose of poison. The AFP quoted her saying, I do not expect any justice from this government. This is why I want to kill myself. In Afghanistan, on Monday, January 31st, a report released by New York University on Monday challenged the dominant narrative that the Afghan Taliban and al-Qaeda, quote, share the same ideology. Instead, the report states that the relationship is more of a pragmatic political alliance that was growing tense even before 9-11, and since the U.S. invasion, the frictions have worsened. This report is another piece of a growing counter-argument that the U.S. will never win the war in Afghanistan, that the war will only end once the U.S. engages in peace talks and dialogues with the Afghan Taliban. This perspective is in conflict with the current U.S. surge strategy, which has put 40,000 additional U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. There is little likelihood that the war strategy will change as long as President Obama continues the policies and and keeps the commanders used by former President George W. Bush in place. On Sunday, February 6th, Afghan President Hamid Karzai called for the ending called for ending the use of private security contractors in the NATO reconstruction effort. NATO allies had been paying their contractors directly, rather than donating to the Afghan government, because of corruption concerns. However, private corruption in both Iraq and Afghanistan has blossomed. And these contractors have been criticized for operating outside the control of Afghan and NATO governments, with little respect for civilian lives. That's the War Update on Iraq and Afghanistan. That came to you from Amy Bronstein. This is The Core News on 90.3 The Core, streaming and podcasting at thecore.fm. And hey, this is Nana with the 90.3 The Core
1: eco-environmental news update. We're going to talk about climate today. The unprecedented cold and snowfall accumulation we have been experiencing is caused by the shifting jet stream. Many winters, a strong pressure difference between the polar region and the middle latitudes channels the jet stream into a very tight circle around the North Pole, effectively keeping that icy air at the top of our world. But when those pressure differences Lesson, the jet stream gets weak and drops southward, bringing warm air into the Arctic and cold air into us. It's getting ready to happen again. We get rain tonight, but as the Arctic air rushes in, we could end up with ice and snow later tomorrow. If the Arctic air meets with the storm on time, we would have snow and snow and snow, maybe some ice, too, and perhaps a thunder snow. One more thing. Did you know there is a snow lab here at Rutgers? It's at climate.rutgers.it edu dot snow cover go visit their page it's interesting now reported in the Journal of Science temperatures in the Arctic are 21 degrees Celsius above normal for over a month. The warming and melting of the Arctic is more than climatologists expected. New data reveals that certain volumes of warmer water from the North Atlantic are flowing into and warming the Arctic Ocean. So in response to these concerns, in March of this year, four scientists, explorers, will walk from the geographic North Pole, hiking and camping their way through the icy conditions to Greenland. Aiming to take 10 weeks to accomplish their goal. They will make regular stops to drill holes through floating ice, and then they will lower a package of instruments into the water on the end of a piece of rope. These instruments will test temperature, salinity, and flow. Now, here in New Jersey, last week, the New Jersey Assembly Appropriations Committee put forth a six-bill package intended to promote the purchase of electric cars by residents and businesses of New Jersey. And here at Rutgers, we have Recycle Mania. It began Sunday. Are you ready? Ready, set, go, recycle. And tomorrow, I will do my part. I'm recycling right after the Flipside Radio is over. Join me. First the blue machine for points, and then the single stream for everything else. You can and should recycle newspapers, office supplies, not all of them, office paper. (laughs) Keep the staplers. (laughs) Food boxes, mail, magazines, plastic bottles, steel and aluminum cans, empty food containers, hardcover books, pizza boxes. And eat more pizza and recycle those boxes. We want to win. Let's win. Recycle Mania, are you ready? And that's been your New, Jer- your New Jersey 90.3 The Core eco-environmental news update. Thanks for listening.
0: Yeah, thank you, Nana. And remember, always listen to your Nana, especially when she talks to you about recycling. This is The Core News on 90.3 The Core, streaming and podcasting at thecore.fm. We have had a lot of snow this winter, a lot of cloudy weather, and rainy, damp, icy weather. All the darkness can become kind of oppressive. And you might find yourself sitting around thinking gloomy thoughts, feeling not so chipper as you usually do, and wondering why. Well, Norton's here to tell us about Seasonal Effect Disorder.
2: Norton here with a mental health message for the remaining winter months. Consider if this sounds familiar to you. A few years ago, I started to notice a pattern when the winter came. I found that waking up on the cold, dark winter mornings was nearly impossible. I realized I would sleep in several hours more than I ever had in the summer. I also noticed that I would easily put on weight in the winter months, and it didn't help that I had little to no energy either. I described it as a form of hibernation. I would not be able to leave my bed, and if I did, I wasn't going to be very effective. I felt tired and lethargic in the winter months. But what I started to notice most of all was the depression. Now, I love the winter. I love the cold and the dark and the snow. I look forward to all of it each year. But I began to notice that when the winter months came, my happiness was only skin deep. In fact, I found my thoughts growing darker like the skies outside. I would begin to question my purpose in life, my happiness, and every now and again, I would slip into bouts of hopelessness and despair. It began to worry me. Have you noticed this pattern in yourself or someone you know? Weight gain, difficulty waking in the mornings, feeling more lethargic than normal, and of course, depressed thoughts and mood. If so, you or your friend may be suffering from a condition known as SAD, SAD, or Seasonal Affect Disorder. Seasonal Affect Disorder is a kind of depression brought on by the release of melatonin, sometimes called the Dracula hormone, because it is released by the body in the dark. For sufferers of SAD, the majority of which are women, our bodies tend to release more melatonin in the winter days than other people's bodies do. Serotonin, a chemical in the brain known as a neurotransmitter, has also been found to contribute to the symptoms of SAD. And of course, there are our body's internal clocks, which regulate when to sleep and wake, being disrupted by the change in light as fall becomes winter. Keep in mind that some people do suffer an opposite pattern of the disorder. They experience symptoms in the spring and summer months, which can include insomnia, anxiety, weight loss, irritability, and hypomania, a less severe form of mania. There are several things you can do at home to try and relieve your sad symptoms if they are not life-threatening. For example, open your blinds to let more sunlight into your room and help you wake naturally. Try to exercise regularly, even if you don't feel entirely up to it. The release of endorphins will do your mood good. Finally, get outside for a few hours every day. Even a little sunlight on a cloudy day could make the difference for you. However, if your thoughts begin to dwell on suicide or you find your depression affecting schoolwork, social activity, and or other aspects of your life you used to enjoy, it would be a good idea to seek treatment. Luckily, seasonal affect disorder is completely treatable for most individuals. Since it is caused by a release of melatonin due to darkness, researchers at the National Institute of Mental Health posited that perhaps light exposure was the key to our woes. And indeed, dear listener, light exposure therapy has been clinically proven to ease the symptoms of SAD, also called phototherapy. It is best administered in the morning, but evening exposure will work as well. In order to make sure you get an effective light box, it is recommended you consult with a therapist trained in treating seasonal affect disorder. If light therapy does not work for you, your therapist may prescribe you an antidepressant or start you on regular psychotherapy sessions. There is no shame in seeking therapy for depression. I have experienced it personally, and I am glad I sought help instead of suffering for the sake of pride. If you're on campus and you have some problems, you can visit the Rutgers Health Services website at rhscaps.rutgers.edu. We here at The Core know sometimes life can be crazy, but you don't have to be. So take care of your mental health.
0: That was a mental health update from Norton, and you're listening to The Core News on 90.3 The Core, streaming and podcasting at thecore.fm. The Core News will be back right after this. (music)
1: The door opened and there she
0: was. You gotta help me, she said. How can I help you, little lady? I can't listen to my favorite radio station, 90.3, The Core.
3: She had just moved to the big city from a small town in Jersey. Well, miss, you came to the right place. Just head to TheCore.fm where they are streaming all your favorite shows 24 hours a day. You can even make a request right there on the webpage. Oh, well, how can I ever repay you? Don't thank me,
0: ma'am. Take 90.3, The Core. Another open and shut case.
2: This is MC Lars and I love your new station.
3: Cool, thank you. Woo-hoo.
2: This is the Core News reminding you not to drink and drive. When consuming alcohol, make sure you always have a designated driver or a bicycle and a helmet. Also, remember to eat your vegetables. Call your grandmother and warm up before any strenuous exercise and don't litter. This has been a Core News public service announcement. We-
3: The Core is now on Twitter. That's right. You can follow us at TheCoreFM.
0: You're listening to The Core News on 90.3 The Core, streaming and podcasting at TheCore.FM. Here to tell you what is happening in the world of music this week, it's Justin Magic.
3: After several years of inactivity, the White Stripes formally announced their disbanding last Wednesday. In an official statement released by the band, the Detroit duo said that the breakup is not due to any creative differences or health reasons, but to preserve what is special about the band. Jack and Meg White formed the White Stripes in 1997 and released six albums together. Their last album, Icky Thump, was released in 2007. Death From Above 1979 announced Friday that they had in fact reunited. The release of this year's Coachella Festival lineups gave the first hints that the band may be getting back together after they were scheduled to appear at the event on Sunday, April 17th. The dance-punk band, comprised of drummer Sebastian Granger and bassist Jesse F. Keeler, has not played together since 2005. The group's only album, You're a Woman, I'm a Machine, was released in 2004. Folk band Fleet Foxes have announced their release date for their second album. Helplessness Blues will be released May 3rd by Sub Pop Records. The band also announced that the former Blood Brothers bassist Morgan Henderson has joined the band. The band will begin touring in support of the record starting in April. LCD Sound System has revealed that they will play their final show on Saturday, April 2nd at Madison Square Garden. In a statement released by the, on the band's website, the group said they will be playing with family and friends for nearly three hours in what is intended to be the best funeral ever. The band also announced that they would like anyone attending the show to come wearing black, white, or black and white. Swedish synth-pop artist Robin has announced that Katy Perry will join her on tour this summer. Throughout the month of June... Perry will join Robin for a number of tour dates, including stops at Nassau Coliseum and the Prudential Center. Robin also announced that she will be playing the Coachella and Bonnaroo festivals. With your music news, this has been Justin Magic.
0: Need a job on the Rutgers campus? The OIT computer labs and help desks are hiring for a position starting in the fall.
3: For more information, you can visit consultantjobs.rutgers.edu. That's consultantjobs.rutgers.edu. Thanks for
2: staying tuned to 90.3 The Core. Now the Core Community Calendar. Monday, February 14th, a Cheap Dates Valentine's Day. The Rutgers Zone in the Livingston Student Center will be hosting a catered dinner and a night of entertainment. Astound your date with an unforgettable and unique Valentine's Day. This will take place from 8 to 11 p.m. in the Rutgers Zone, and guests must fill out a reservation form as soon as possible to reserve their space.
3: Rupa will also be hosting a speed dating event on Valentine's Day at 8 p.m. in the Fireside Lounge of the Rucker Student Center.
2: Thursday, February 17th, Rupa will be hosting Circus Survive live in the Rucker Student Center at 8 p.m. Tickets to this event are available online. You can visit getinvolved.ruckers.edu for more information. Sunday,
3: February 20th, your A-Z guide to everything intimate is brought to you by Rucker Student Life. The Saxon Dating Conference will take place at the Bush Campus Center from noon to 6 with check-in at 11 a.m. Register for this event online by February 16th. For more information, please visit getinvolved.ruckers.edu. Don't forget to check out our website at thecore.fm.
2: And now stay tuned. More Great Core Radio is on the way.
0: that's all for this week's edition of the core news we will be back next monday at our normal time 7 p.m or if you're just going to be really really busy at 7 p.m well then you can always download our podcast online at thecore.fm. if you'd like to contact the core news ask a question make a comment suggest a news story heck maybe even go crazy and join the core news team yourself well, then you can send us some email at news at thecore.fm. The Core News has been brought to you by Amy Bronstein, Nana, Norton, Justin Magic, Stephen Yannick, and Mindy Hoffman. And no thanks to Kay Nasty. You've been listening to The Core News on 90.3 The Core. Be sure to stay tuned because the awesome sounds of Sounds Inflicted are coming up next.